Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. We are midweek. It is almost February. We're recording on the last day of January. January 31st, still cloudy in Louisville. We haven't seen the sun in a long time. Um, I am Jim Noland. I am recording from the home base in Louisville. He is Richard Kinchlow. He is recording on the road. Where are you, Richard? Uh, I am at the home base as well. Oh, you're at the home base as well. So you are yes. also under cloudy skies. Yes, yes. But I think that's uh, about 95% of the country right at the moment. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah it's uh, it's winter time, and uh, we got uh, one more day of January. So that means we have um, spring coming. It's uh, going to get better. February might still suck, but it's going to get better. Um, well, we did uh, get, well, I think, 45 more minutes of daylight uh this month so i'll take it there you go there you go I, I i can notice it i can tell on my drive home from work so that is awesome um before we get going any further i will remind everybody to get at us social media i we are the good midlife podcast on instagram he is his food blog is kenshin crew on instagram the good midlife at gmail.com is where you can reach us for correspondence. Also check us out at Good Midlife on Facebook. And so we're all over the socials. So uh, get at us. Uh, got some good listens last week. We appreciate everybody who's listening. Thanks for listening. Tell your friends. Now, we um, like to kind of start off uh, traditionally wrapping up our weekends. What did we do? What was fun? Richard, I know you took a little trip with some friends, some of the the boys, some of the home dogs down to Nashville. How was Nashville? Uh, Nashville was good. It was uh, a very low key weekend. I went down with a couple of uh, my uh, longtime friends um, uh, and we, we hung out and uh, just kind of meandered around Nashville a little bit. One buddy lives down there. Uh, so it was my buddy, Andy and Jim Um and my other buddy Jim lives in uh, Lexington, so we all met up down in Nashville and had a good weekend, uh, kind of low-key Friday night. And then Saturday, uh, we hung out, watched, basically hung out and watched sports all day. So uh, it was a, a pretty damn good day overall um, and didn't do a whole lot. Went to a couple sports bars. Um, and then for dinner, we went to Kane Prime. Uh, which is a big steakhouse down there. Uh, it, it was very, very good. Um, I, I, I highly recommend it. The only problem we ran into, they were having some uh, supply issues when we were down there, and about 70% of the menu was not available, unfortunately. But um, the, the food was good. What we were able to get was really good. And uh, the restaurant reached out and apologized to me, which was very nice. So Shout out to Kane Prime, um, and I gotta say our waitress made, or, or waiter made up for it uh, in the process. It, it was just, it, it was a, it. I wish we had more steak options, but that where uh, the restaurant reached out and apologized, and um, and the server made up for it. So it was a very good weekend overall, and yeah, just a good, good way to celebrate the 50th birthday. You really are. Uh turning the page you're in your 50s you went to nashville and you have no tales about any bachelorette parties involved so um i commend you on that richard uh welcome to midlife and yeah, being married yeah. and all that stuff so and, um, and I, i'm shameful to admit that uh first night we we're all yawning by 10 30 and uh 
second night we were all out by about 11:30. So it was very wild and crazy, but we did uh kind of partake all day slowly, but it was it was just a fun experience. That's a far cry from your 40th birthday when we went out. That that night we got kind of loose as I recall. Yes it did. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes it did. Well, it was, 10 years makes a lot of difference. It, it really does. It, it really uh, it really does. So um and uh i've i've been a little sluggish this week and that should tell me something too because i didn't really get dr- all that drunk but uh uh it was uh drinking all it's the first time in a long long time i i basically drank all day and uh moderately all day and felt pretty good the next day but uh i think sleep in a in a good 12 ounce steak really made a big difference <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, we're only about a hundred days until Derby and Oaks or whatever. So you got to get in shape for that stuff. So nice work getting a little prep work in this weekend. Yeah. Um, I I gotta tell you, this weekend was kind of busy for us. I was fun. I did some good stuff. Our good friend, friend of the show, Jill, finally got to move back into her house. She had a fire there um almost 18 months ago. And so she got yeah, to move back crazy. in. I know. So we went over Friday night and Helped her out a little bit, although um, I, by helping out, I think really it just meant um, helping her consume some wine and uh, just uh, uh, making sure her bed was made so she could go to sleep. But very fun. Um, Saturday, you know, in addition to just some other errandy type things, we went to dinner at Bakersfield Tacos here in town. I know you've been there. My first visit to Bakersfield. It's a great space. That building was Hopcat before. I liked the space there. Um, the Bakersfield space is nice. There were some good things there. Uh, we got a picture of margaritas. They were very good. I thought their salsa was really good. Their, they, their, their salsa trio with the salsa guacamole, a couple things. It was really good. Um, and then I got three tacos and I would say they ranged from pretty good, the fish taco, but, um, taco luchador in town is still the best crispy fish taco. In my opinion, I got a pollo roja kind of enchilada sauce chicken taco that was good and then an, a uh, an achiote cochinita pibil which if you heard me talk about that it's a flavor from the yucatan i absolutely love it it was very good they brought it spicy that was awesome so um kind of a range of tacos from good to really good and uh good drinks good salsa so i would go back i enjoyed it um and and you know reasonably priced so i know you've been there what's your opinion of, of bakersfield uh, I like it. Um, I don't think it's particularly bad. I will agree with you. Uh, I think I would say of the taco Mexican places, you got guacamole, El Taco Luchador, which is guacamole light, in my opinion. And then you got Bakersfield, Agave and Rye and Noche of the fancy Mexican places. And if I'm missing something, I apologize. But those are uh, I in Bakersfield, I'd lump them in there. Um, I would say it's it's over. I'd say it's third in my opinion, and the rankings uh, of those restaurants. Uh, I think I like it. I I thought it was pretty good. I think it might be a little overpriced, but overall, it's not bad. Yeah, I I think guacamole is the best in town. That's my favorite. That that's I like is- noche. I think noche is my favorite. But I I like I haven't been to guacamole in a while. I'd really like to go again. But I I, I lean towards noche, but it's just it's it's a different style. They're two different styles. They are. They're totally different. And guacamole is really interesting. And it's it seems a lot. It it's very much like um, 
Central Mexican and Yucatan like authentic food. It's really, really good and ambitious with some of the dishes they do. But Noche is really good too, different style. And uh, honestly, if I was going to get $5 tacos, I'd do Luchador. I like it better, but it doesn't have the sit-down experience like we did at Bakersfield. So um, if you're in Louisville and you're wanting to try a taco, Bakersfield's good. I do think we're heavy on tacos in Louisville. I think we're kind of heavy on on that sort of a thing between Luchador and Bakersfield. And I love tacos and that Taco City or whatever the hell else. There, I mean, there's a lot of taco places in Louisville, aren't there, Richard? There are, and I would say I. Uh, you brought up another one. I love taco. I think I think taco. I love tacos is maybe owned by El Nepal. Okay. Um, if you look at the menu, it's oddly similar. So. Um, I don't kind of lump them into that category, but you're right. We do have a lot of taco places. We also have a lot of Mexican places, which is not a bad thing because it, it, they're all very different. But some of the El Nepal's, El Tarasco's, stuff like that is uh, Ernesto's and all that is kind of all the same. But yeah. uh, taco places in general, we do have a lot of tacos. Lots of taco places. So. That was our weekend. Um, Sunday, I think you and I did the same thing, and we'll segue straight into the NFL and kind of do just a quick hit on the conference championship games. We watched uh, Kansas City play Baltimore, and then we watched Detroit at San Francisco. We have the Super Bowl set, and if you guys followed our lead last week and used our predictions with uh, your bets, then hopefully you made a little bit of money from our friends in the desert because the parlay hit Kansas City plus the points and Detroit plus the points. But as far as the game is concerned, Richard, what stood out to you? Uh, I, I will. Uh, I, it's more about the teams that lost. Um, there's been a lot of commentary on Baltimore and Detroit, basically, uh, screwing themselves out of a win. Um, I can see that. I will also say, and this is probably going to cause a, a little bit of a storm, is I think Lamar Jackson is very overrated. Um, I don't know if he is Super Bowl caliber winning quarterback. Um, but as it relates to the two teams that won, uh, I, I picked both those teams. So the teams that um i picked uh are in it um but um i don't you know it's i'm not surprised that kansas city won um the conspiracy theorists might uh say that this is all the plan i mean it's taylor swift in the super bowl so there you have it uh they're going to get a lot of viewers in fact i saw today that uh it's the most expensive per ticket um uh for the super bowl uh, yeah, and they they blame it on the Taylor Swift factor. I I can see that. You know, I thought uh, that I thought Lamar played a really bad game, and I really want to like Lamar. And I, I I thought he was awesome when he was at Louisville, and I think he can do an awful lot of really good things. We've watched this team play really well. He didn't look good on Saturday. I I know that the defensive scheme from Kansas City um, really got after him. But he held the ball in the pocket too long. Um, he didn't move with his feet, you know, quite like he does sometimes or get rid of the ball quickly enough. Um, I also thought there were some things that were outside of his control. Really, really bad penalties. Bad penalties by the wide receiver. Fumble by the wide receiver going into the end zone. That was brutal. So 
it was it was a team effort to lose that football game. Um, they very they still could have won it even with Lamar's less than stellar day if they don't make all the mistakes and shoot themselves in the foot. So as it is, uh, you know, Tony Romo said it in the the broadcast. Kansas City has that championship pedigree, and they kind of get through the season, but they brought it on Saturday, Sunday. They looked really good, and they know how to win. So hard to bet against them. As far as the other game, I mean, that that NFC game was as good a football game as I've seen all year, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, for sure. Oh, 100 I thought it was a great game, and then all, I was surprised. I was like, I mean, you and I were talking very early. I was like, oh, my God, Detroit looks world-beating. And I, it's also amazing. Like, it just shows you cannot let up on a, a, a team and they in the championship game it's they got there and they got there for a reason and i think uh detroit kind of let up a little bit and they had a they they shouldn't have done that and i think it's a very valuable lesson for dan campbell moving forward he won't make that mistake again um and he will also keep his team focused because i think they started looking at the scoreboard and thinking they had it and kind of let off the gas a little so I, ca- I came out of that game wondering why – so my thought process was why in the world did Dan Campbell not kick the field goal on the second fourth and two? And the first fourth and two, I thought, well, that's okay. Like, I get trying to do that there, trying to go for it. And But all the analytics people – and I, I, I scoff at the analytics a lot because it doesn't take into account the emotional swings of a game. When Detroit went for it on fourth and two the first time, they had like an 86% chance of winning the game. And after they didn't get it, they still had an 83% chance of winning the game. On the second one, the analytics all said, go for it. Your best chance to win the game is to go for it. And I never would have thought that. I thought the best thing to do is kick the field goal and then try to get a tie, try to get to overtime and try to win it. The thing that really does boggle my mind, though, is Detroit had run the football so well against San Francisco, they threw on both of those downs. And on one set, they went empty backfield. And I know this is getting a little bit into the weeds, like thinking about it, but I don't know, man. That's that's the coaching mistake, more so than the going for it, is the play calling. And I don't know if that's on Campbell or the OC, but that's that was the – that's killed Detroit they had a really bad fumble in between those but otherwise you know I mean this this might be their window I don't know what they're going to do with golf I don't know what what else happens with other dudes on that team the NFC is obviously going to get better Green Bay is going to be coming for them uh so we'll see um Dallas can't be this shitty in the playoffs every year can they oh maybe they can um but anyway they can they, they can. can. They can. Um, but anyway, it was a really good game and really interesting to think about if you're kind of a nerd about the analytics and the play calls and stuff like that. Yep. It it, it was it, it was very like I, I thought in the first half, I was like, well, Detroit is uh has this team beat and uh it's 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 I, I think it is coaching and I think it, it has to do with Dan Campbell. The it, it's I don't think Detroit has lost their way. I think they're going to struggle. It's going to be hard for them next year. They might have closed. It's like, I'm hoping it's like, they're a good story. They are a fun team to watch. Dan Campbell is like uh, just a great coach to watch. And I think 
I, I think it's going to be hard for them. They, I, I project uh, for uh, the 24-25 season that they are a wild card team. I, I totally agree. Totally agree. Well, you think about Cincinnati a couple of years ago with, when Burrow got hot and took him to the Super Bowl, and they got to the conference championship game last year. But it's really, really hard to do what Kansas City and San Francisco have done, which is get back to the Super Bowl a few times. And there's a lot of people in your way. There's a lot of things that can go wrong. There's injury luck. There's there's things you can't control. Like you can have a team that's great in turnovers this year, and then you give up turnovers the next year. And none of that is anything other than just dumb luck is, is you know, basically how the stats all go with that. So we'll see. Um, By the way, did you know that uh, Christian McCaffrey's father played under Mike Shanahan? I did know that. I did. I did. And then, and then what they say, like 20 years later, 25 years later, it's like now it's basically the same scenario with father and with son. Kyle Sant- Shanahan. Yeah, it's crazy, that's, isn't it? That's just crazy. That, that crazy. is insane. Well, the NFL's great. Football is great. Um, this is our first weekend of no football since back in the end of August. So it kind of sucks. We know that the dark winter of no football is coming, but we got one more game. We will give you our picks next week as we see, make sure everybody's healthy and we we get some ideas and uh, go from there. So very fun. We loved it. We had a great weekend. Now let's go on to something else. We talked about this a little bit last week. We talked about the Bourbon and Beyond lineup release. Uh, we wanted to talk about that a little bit more because we know the days now. We know who's playing on what days. And um, I will tell you right now, I've got my 40 pass. I bought them the day it came out. We had friends on uh, Saturday night before we went to Bakersfield. We went to a Bourbon and Beyond release party because they wanted to buy tickets. And they got them, but the chair passes are already sold out, which is crazy. You have to have a bypass to bring a lawn chair in. It's nuts. I don't like that. But they're gone. They're already sold out. So this is very popular. The lineup is awesome. Have you looked at the days, Richard, and thought about which ones you want to go to? I'm putting public peer pressure on you right now to pick a day and go with us. Uh, I appreciate that. And uh, why don't you tell the group while I look up the uh, days real quick and uh, and and you tell me what days you're going. Okay, so I'm going all days. I'm actually taking uh, off. I'm taking off Thursday this year because uh, Thursday is so good. I usually just work and then um, roll in for the last couple of artists. But Thursday, uh, let me get my computer rolling here thursday has neil young all right so thursday is neil uh, the headliners are neil young back matchbox 20 and plate tosses uh with uh lower acts include how uh, i love it uh the wallflowers best hearts in there um so that that's a pretty damn good day suzanne uh, vega are, if you dig uh some old stuff um uh, Casey uh, Tunstall. Casey Tunstall. Uh, Marin the Morris record, is there that day. Jade Bird the is there that company day. Is yep, really record good. company. Yep. And they're playing on February 9th for FPK, I think. Just shout oh, out. Oh, nice. Um, and then Friday. So, that, so that's why ahead. I'm skipping work. That's why I'm skipping work for Thursday. But that's not my favorite. Let's see. Give us Friday, Richard. Friday. Dave Matthews Band. Um, let's see. The Black Pumas having the heart. Melissa Etheridge, Chris Isaac. I didn't see Chris Isaac earlier. 
Uh, Bruce Hornsby, uh, Charles uh, Wesley. Uh, Charles Wesley Godwin, he's great. Uh, let's see who else is in here. Um, yeah, that Dan Taminski is here. I love him. I've seen him before. He's I've seen JJ him many Gray. times. Yeah, Gray. Um, uh, his Golden Messenger is cool. Truck. Yep. I I didn't. I never thought I would get to see Bruce Hornsby. He's one of my favorites. I cannot yep. wait to see him. Um, we're gonna get Bruce Hornsby, Chris Isaac, and Melissa Etheridge like all back to back, and it's gonna be fun. Head in the heart, Dave Matthews. I think this might be my favorite day. I think this might be my favorite day. The competitor is Saturday, though. Give us Saturday. Zach Bryant, Whiskey Myers, Co uh, Cody Jenkins, Jung the Giant, uh, Teddy Swims, which is a very good band. Yep. Uh, Kilo or Kalo. Kalo, uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, Shane Smith and the Saints, uh, Sierra Farrell, um, uh, Corey Wong. I don't know who that is. I'm not going to lie to you. Alan Stone. Uh, Nico Moon, Josh Ritter, and the Royal City Band, uh, Smith and Myers, Soul Asylum. There yep. you go. I saw them in '92. Let's go. Uh, I'll tell you a, a band I'm excited to potentially see, and I think it's Saturday might take it is Sun Vault. Sun Vault's awesome. Yep, one of my favorite bands of uh, late college years. Yep, uh, they're great. Yep. Wild yep. Rivers. I've seen them multiple times. I met them at South by Southwest. They're Canadian. They're cool as hell. Their music is really good. They're going to play early in the day, but uh, it's a really good day. Saturday and Sunday are great days. As you know, Shane Smith and the Saints, we're close friends of theirs. Elizabeth's cousin is Bennett Brown, one of the best fiddle players in country music right now. I've never seen Zach Bryan. He's one of my favorites right now, so I cannot wait for this day. Um, and then Sunday. I'll take Sunday. Let's go. Tyler Childers. I've never seen. My Morning Jacket. The National. The War on Drugs. The Beach Boys are there. Um, let's see, Dinosaur Jr. Is it a Beach Boy though? Right, right. Who? How many? Yeah. How many Beach Boys are there? The Bacon Brothers. If you want a little Kevin Bacon action, um, it's uh, Lizzie No, who I really like. I shouted her out on the podcast last year at one point. So Mount Joy, if you're into that, it's good. It's a really good lineup Sunday. Sunday, the hardest thing Sunday is after you've gone all week is to hang around for that last act. I'll tell you, there's a uh, great band in there, and they're very featured at the very, very bottom. There's two. Yonder Mountain Spring Band. Or oh, yeah, Spring they're band. good. Yonder Mountain Spring and Band, yeah. Future Birds are okay. really good. Future Birds know. are, yeah, they're kind of my morning jacket, kind of country, my morning jacket is. They're, they're a good one. Well, it's a it's an amazing lineup. I cannot wait to see Tyler. I can't wait to see Zach. I can't, I've never seen the National. I'm, I've Chris Isaac, Bruce Hornsby, Melissa Etheridge, Suzanne Vega, a lot of people that are older. It's going to be fantastic. I, th I feel like we should get some money for as much as we promote this show. But this show, I'm so passionate about it. It's so fun, and um, I I'm having a good time. What I'm going to do, guys, is I'm going to create a playlist. I've, I've been thinking through this on Spotify that I will share via one of our social media platforms. I'll break it down by day with some tunes by everybody. So if you want to see what we're what we're talking about here, what we're talking about, I'm going to do that over the next month. So um, and we'll talk about this some more. But uh, and I'll help you out with that because I I know a lot of this music that like I love the Fleet Foxes. I mean, there's I got some bands in there that I can help with too. Yeah. So yeah. No. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So you're thinking maybe Saturday is your day. 
I'm actually, I, I keep looking at the list. I was like, oh, well, I'll go Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There it is. And then, and then I look at it and I'm like, well, uh, Thursday, might, I, I love every band on Thursday, too. That's going to be a little. Thursday is awesome. Know. It's the most awesome Thursday they've ever had. And listen, this is a total weak-ass white boy play, but I really like Rob Thomas. I'm excited to see Matchbox 20. I've never seen him. I think Rob Thomas is a good songwriter. I I make fun of me if you want to. It's fine. I'll take it. Um, so I'm really excited about that day. So at one point, and I still don't, I, I don't know if it's still the case. Uh, my cousin, uh, who lives down in the Nashville area, his neighbor was Matchbox 20's guitarist. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So he got to go to the studio with them and all that kind of stuff. So uh, right now, I am leaning towards. Uh, uh, that I I could be very intrigued about maybe going to the whole thing. There I, it I is. Get get the wristband, put it on, and we'll get after it. Yeah, yeah. Talk that. Uh, talk your wife into like just one day. Say, come on, pick one day and go with us. And because uh, uh, Maisie's not a big uh, festival person, right? Uh, I would even say concert person. Okay. In general. Yeah. So it, it might be just me, and uh, which uh, the good thing is like. I can walk over, and if I'm tired, I can just walk on home. So it's not that hard. Well, we have so many friends coming. Um, Brian and Kelly, who have been on the show, they're going to be here. They stay with us. Um, my good friend Ben is going to go all weekend. We The friends we went to uh, dinner the other night, we're going to have a lot of people here that we know. So it's going to be four fun days. So hopefully – you uh, make it for at least one, and all four would be amazing. We would have an awful lot of fun, and uh, we'll keep everybody abreast of that. That's that's a really fun thing. We can't wait for that. It's in the fall. Hopefully, we get good weather. Last year, where the weather was perfection, um, so it's either going to be blazing hot or raining this year, probably. But uh, in the fall, it's usually not raining, so probably hot. So we'll see what happens. Moving on to the next thing, you know, last week we opened a new segment that we want to recur, and I think we'll do that again right now. And now it's time for Dumb Shit People Say, Do, and Believe. You're so dumb. Freaking idiot. What the hell is up with Groundhog Day? Why do we do Groundhog Day, Richard? Do you have any idea about this? Uh, I, it, it, I think it's a pretty much a silly overall experience but hey it survived so i gotta give them some credit for that but i'm not really sure i there there was a segment i was like i don't know if i was at dinner or something but they were talking about like how the animals have predicted things in the past and the, all the different times like i think groundhog day has evolved because i think in england they might use a badger or a wolverine i guess it would probably be a badger i guess wolverines are more North you're you're America. very close to being right on this, Richard. I looked this up because at first I, I I thought maybe Groundhog Day was just made up by kindergarten teachers just to uh, you know have another little art project for the kindergartners to use the uh, blunts ended scissors to cut some stuff out and paste. But actually, it's German and Dutch this tradition, and they it was badgers actually that predicted the weather. And this in America started in Western Pennsylvania. And they switched from badgers to groundhogs, and well, because the badgers ate their hands off, I, right? I, I... <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, and I, I don't know how many badgers are in Pennsylvania. I don't think Pennsylvania is really a, 
uh, real really badger territory. I might be wrong about that. Um, get at me, Pennsylvania. I don't know. But so it's gone to Groundhog, and it's gotten ridiculous. This whole Punxsutawney Phil thing is absurd. Now, you've seen this. You've all seen Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day is an amazing movie. I love that movie. Don't drive but, angry, kid. Don't drive angry. But these people who are in this Punxsutawney Phil Groundhog Day society, they're bonkers. They're just bananas. Like they have like the 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 one the grand poobah, whoever the leader of the the thing is. Do you know this? Like he takes the groundhog, and the groundhog supposedly whispers into his ear in a language that they call groundhogese, and the only person who can understand it is the president of the society, the grand poobah, and then he translates what the weather's going to be. And of course, if the groundhog casts a shadow, sees its shadow. Six more weeks of winter, no shadow means it's an early spring. So it really doesn't have a damn thing to do with the groundhogs. It has to do with cloud cover, obviously. Um, and do you want to know what uh, Punxsutawney Phil's hit rate is? What his success rate, his accuracy rate is? I read this on uh, Fox Weather this week. Do you want to? Do you want to uh, have a go at it? Sixty-five percent, thirty-nine percent, kids. Oh, That's what we're talking oh. about. Thirty-nine percent, right? I mean. <laughs> Uh, so really not better than Kevin Harnett is what I'm telling you. And, uh, apologies. Shout out, Kevin. You're doing great. Uh, but, uh, no, no, it's not, <laughs> but, um, it's bananas. It's actually on the calendar. Like you buy calendars in America and it says groundhog day. Like it's the dumbest holiday on the calendar, right? Mm, it's actually know. on the calendar. It's actually on the calendar. Mm, is it? I don't know if it is. Actually. Okay. All right. What do you got? Well, I, I have to examine that calendar to uh, get back with you on this. Well, uh, like, like, okay. So I got a couple that I think, um, I got a couple that I, I think are kind of silly. Um, first of all, Flag Day. I'm good. I'm good with Flag Day, but nobody under the age of forty realizes that Flag Day exists. I brought Flag Day up this week to people in their twenties and teens. They're like, there's a flag day. What is flag day? I mean, today we celebrate our flag. We fly the flag. We're Americans. They don't know that. Um, I think grandparents day is dumb. And I love my grandparents. God rest their souls. But in my world, grandparents day gets taken care of on Mother's Day and Father's Day. I assume that's what you did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mother's Day, you get your mom some presents. You get your grandmother some flowers. You go have lunch with grandmother. Everybody hangs out, the whole family, mom, grandma, all that. Um, same for Father's Day. So I'm not a big fan of either of those. Um, I'm okay with Arbor Day. I'm okay with Earth Day. Um, Wait, you, you like Arbor Day over Groundhog Day? Yeah, I love planting trees. I'm a big I'm a big tree guy. Did you know this? I love trees. Now, you learn something new every day, kids. Yeah. Learn... Yeah, I, I'm kind of a tree nerd. I really like trees. I when. When I moved to Louisville a few years ago, it was the first time that I hadn't planted a tree. I went the first calendar year without planting a tree that I had gone in like 20 years or something because I had always had a fairly new property and I was planting trees. You know, I'd plant a tree here or there or whatever. So um, I like Arbor Day. I like uh, a little something back to the earth. Um, here, here, here's another one. Do we, and this is probably going to be controversial, uh, do we really need an administrative assistant professional day? So... I thought about this one, and I'm actually okay with it 
because okay. that's actual because like whether it's administrative assistance day, bosses day, you know, labor day, I'm okay with celebrating someone's work because that's actually what we're doing. We're taking a day to say, "Hey, you do a job, it's an important job and we're going to recognize you and just take a minute. We're going to buy you some cupcakes or donuts or something today." And that actually makes a hell of a lot more sense than a groundhog seeing his shadow and speaking some gibberish into some dude's ear. It's kind of like the, I I can also see your point. It's kind of like the white salamander thing and yeah and, and stuff. So uh, yeah uh, okay. Uh, it's, I'm not making fun of it. A matter. It's like it's not what I'm doing there. I just think it's interesting that we give that a designated day, whereas like I mean, shouldn't they have that day off? In my opinion. Well, and yeah. I mean, I agree. But, I think, but to be honest, a lot of that all kind of falls into Labor Day for a lot of people. So I would say, does. so that happens. You know, my wife was saying on her calendar this year, it wasn't on her calendar. The, the Secretary's Day, Administrative Assistance Day, wasn't on there, and she had to kind of remember to buy her um, assistant a gift or to recognize her because it wasn't on the calendar. She had to look it up. However, Boss's Day was on the calendar, so if you're a boss, you still get that day. That's what I'm talking about. But anyway, I just think that I, I think Groundhog's Day is silly. Uh, and if you like it, it's fine. Um, I, it, I don't think it has anything to do with weather, but, uh, you know, whatever. Get it, Pennsylvania, Punxsutawney. The thing that I think is I did, crazy. I used, it's, go ahead. Sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. What would you say? I was just going to say, uh, I used to uh, go to an event. Uh, I used to work in a town uh, in Newark, Ohio. And the Chamber of Commerce had a Groundhog event every year. It was kind of like their annual kickoff year and at one point i dressed up uh as a groundhog um and uh they had a groundhog outfit and uh it was quite enjoyable and uh, before i like i had to do a talk to the chamber of commerce and i talked before jim trestle coming off his national championship year nice awesome year. was he wearing yeah. a sweater vest I yes, I think he was under his blazer. Excellent, that's so awesome. Well, and he might have gotten fired the next year, but probably. Anyway. Yeah, right. There's some tattoos and some stuff going on. Um, if you guys have opinions about this, let me know. Get at me. I'd love to um, uh, hear from you guys. You know, we also have all of these other nonsensical days. Like every day is something ridiculous. I pulled this up as I was doing some research for the show. And by research, I mean, just a, a quick look at a few things, but like today is are you ready for some of the things that today is today is national hot chocolate day. It's appreciate okay. your social security check day. It's brandy Alexander day. It's eat Brussels sprouts day. It's gorilla suit day. I'm actually podcasting in a gorilla suit right now. Hug an economist day. That doesn't make any damn sense. International zebra day. None of the, it's all nonsense, man. Scotch tape day. What the hell is that? Anyway. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's, I, I think, I, I hope somebody in, maybe we start this, Jim, is, hey, we just made up a thing day. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So <laughs> we'll do that. January 31st is now officially known. Mark your calendars as, hey, we just made this thing up day. Yeah, there you go. Scott, what it, I, meant, I, meant, I, I guess if you own a company, a billion dollar company, probably owned by 3M, you can probably you can make those things up. Hashtag sponsor us 3M. But uh, uh, yeah, I, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. 
Well, we'd like to hear from you. Speaking of hearing from you, I just got a text from a friend who uh, just finished the sitcom bracket episode and he was two thumbs up on the show. So again, thanks to everybody for listening. I really appreciate that. Yeah, I got a shout out this weekend for my buddy, but he also said my picks were ass. So uh, there's that. Well, so, he felt like, well, uh, my friend said Night Court went too high, but he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about, clearly. So whatever. Um, with that, we'll get into movies, TV, books, music, anything you're listening to this week. Richard, have you watched or listened to anything interesting that you want to talk about? Uh, I have started uh, Masters of Air on Apple. Uh, watched the first episode. I was a little distracted, so I'll probably have to go back and watch it again. Uh, it's it's it, it kind of it's it's done by Spielberg and Hanks uh, by the same it's like same group I guess core group that did Band of Brothers, The Pacific, and now Masters of Air. Uh, I think it's good. It's kind of reminded me of The Pacific a little bit. I don't think anything to like touch the uh, Band of Brothers. It's one of the best mini like mini mini series i don't know i can't remember what those were called but uh those it was really good show's not bad uh it's it's very interesting so far so we'll see how it goes cool i want to watch that we haven't gotten to that yet still watching the way or still reading the wager so I'm, yeah. I'm very behind on that but i'm trying to get through that yeah cool um we this week big event on saturday we went and saw The Zone of Interest, so we have now seen all 10 Oscar-nominated films. Elizabeth and I will be ready to bring it for the Oscar podcast. I won't say anything more about that, except that it is a really well-directed film, very thought-provoking, very European in its style, and uh, we'll talk about that when we get to the podcast for the Oscars. At home, we are still loving True Detective Night Country. The third episode came out Sunday night. It's awesome. We have also started re-watching True Detective Season 1, so we can kind of watch how that dovetails into Season 4. And uh, Elizabeth's never seen it, so we're, we're getting into that, which is awesome, as everybody knows, if you watched it. Now, last night we watched a documentary on Hulu. This documentary is from 2020, so it's a little bit older, and it's called Some Kind of Heaven, and it's about the Villages community in Florida. Have you ever seen this one? It's on Hulu? On Hulu. Uh, no, but that is going on the list right now. It's produced by Darren Aronofsky, who's a great director. And um, it follows three storylines as they walk around the, the Villages and tells the story of the Villages a little bit. And there's one couple who the, the husband's kind of gone off the rails and he has has some problems. Some stuff goes down. There's a woman who's working in the villages at like one of the medical offices and her husband has recently died. And then there the third person is a man who's living in a van trying to meet a wealthy woman at the villages, marry her and move in with her. So this is what I would say. I didn't think I wanted to live in the villages beforehand. I definitely do not now. I feel like a lot of the activities, it, it seems like kind of going to summer camp, you know, like there's all these just sort of like there's belly dancing and there's acting classes and there's synchronized golf cart driving. And like, I don't know that there's anything that's there for most people that is really a, um, an activity they really want to do that's driven by something inside. It feels all contrived. All the activities feel contrived. Uh, and 
The other thing I would say is all of the villages PR machine wants you to believe that if you are 70 years old and you come to the villages, everything's going to be awesome. It's a happy kumbaya, all these older people loving life. And the fact of it is we're all still who we are. And there are people who have a hard time fitting in. There are people who don't have a hard time fitting in. There are people who love it. There are people who struggle with it. Um, it is not a utopian social situation is what I got from that. But it's a pretty interesting documentary. The one thing I would say is I wish they had followed one couple or person around who really loved it, who was really passionately into it. Um, and I guess you meet a couple of people in there, but uh, otherwise, you know, it's pretty good. Now, I do wish they had gotten into the allegations of swinging and rampant STDs that we've all heard rumors about, but uh, they, they didn't touch on that. So um, well, I'll just leave that to your imagination. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, it's called Some Kind of Heaven. It's on Hulu and it is, um, it's only like an hour and a half. So it's not a big time commitment. Down the list. Okay, the awesome. Maisie will like that. Maisie will like it. I think so. We both liked it. And that's that. This weekend, this week, what do we have coming up? We got the 1st of February tomorrow. We got some Groundhog Day action. We got a couple of big Kentucky basketball games, Florida tonight, Tennessee Saturday. And uh, then we'll be in Super Bowl week. So, Richard, um, anything fun going on on your calendar this weekend? Uh, no, um, not really. Uh, it's a pretty low-key weekend. Like I said, had a pretty wild weekend this weekend, or wild, but uh, expensive, I should say, right, uh, right. this weekend. So I uh, might just kind of chill out and enjoy it and uh, go from there. Well, Tennessee has no uh, state income tax because they get you out of staters with their uh, – yeah. With their, sure with their luxury taxes so you're welcome uh, tennessee i paid for your uh new stadium right so, right and speaking of tennessee real quick side note uh something we need to talk about real quick is that uh the university of tennessee it could be in some serious trouble with nil stuff here's the thing i can't imagine the ncaa coming down on them because they haven't come down on anybody and yeah. uh honestly the last program that they came down on was louisville right they haven't done anything to anybody for anything really i mean you know a couple of coaching six game suspensions or something but nothing that's really impactful to a program and in a world where there really are no rules with nil it's hard for me to see them coming at somebody for breaking rules you know yeah i i don't know how they have power it's just interesting it's just like and I blame it a little bit on clickbait is that it's like, oh, Tennessee could be in serious trouble. What are they going to do? It's just like either they need to set some kind of precedent here. They either go after people and start punishing them for this and really punishing them or they just ignore it. Because NIL, they, they made their own bet here and it's the, they got to make the NCAA that is like, I mean, it's just like, I just, don't see anybody getting in trouble for anything, honestly. But I just started bringing it up and, uh, and yeah, uh, go for yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, the Tennessee attorney general and I think the state of Virginia attorney general filed a lawsuit that's probably frivolous um, with regards to this. And I, I think nothing comes of it. But, uh, you know, it's it as as uh, as friend of the show, uh, Tommy Himes sent me last night. Uh, 
He said Tennessee getting in trouble for breaking NIL rules when there are no NIL rules is the most Tennessee thing ever. So yeah. I, I would agree with that. I'm, I'll, I'll share that quote and give him credit because that's hilarious. So I meant money in uh, McDonald's bags. Uh, everybody can do that now. That's true. That's totally true. Poor old Bruce Pearl hosted a barbecue. That'd be fine. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> if they didn't punish him before, they ain't going to punish him now. No, it's over, dude. Um. All right. Well, with that, it's about time for us to wrap up. Anything that you want to get to before we get out of here, Richard? Nope. Can't think of anything. All right. Very good. Well, thanks again for listening. Follow us on social media. Um, we got a lot of stuff coming up in the next few weeks. We're going to um, share pictures and fun and uh, a couple of good shows coming up that we're working on. So everybody have a great week. Everybody keep living your best mid lives. We are going to keep living out.